podcast. What is going on today? <laughs> Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Mike Gar 367 for letting us know we are not the only dumpster fire, she tells us. Ladies, I'm a single mom to a 13-year-old boy, and listening to you guys let me know I'm not the only dumpster fire of a parent. Some days laughing at the craziness is the only time I laugh, and I cannot thank you two enough. Enough? Question mark? <laughs> I love it. We're all dumpster fires. I'm happy that we can cheer you up during a time that... <laughs> Hold on. Let me just, can I take a sip of coffee for one sec and then you'll be a better person. I can't promise that. Well, but I feel like I'll be more equipped. Try it out. Better. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm your host, Meredith from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take. Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're t- <laughs> the caption is seriously. Yeah, we're talking about somebody effed up the classical alphabet song, and it's so bad I can't even read anymore. Uh, reporter diagnosed with breast cancer after live streaming her first mammogram, and instead of um, love and marriage today because uh, we're just coming out of Halloween. <laughs> I thought we would give you some tips on figuring out if your house is haunted. Well, that's a big leap. Mary. Yeah. Well, I wanted to do this last month, but then we ran out of time and I was like, man, screw it. We're going to put this in here now because I want to talk about the five signs you know you have a ghost in your home. I cannot wait. I thought that would be fun for us. It is. It's just you're like, instead of love and marriage, how to know a demon is <laughs> stealing your soul while you sleep. Well, because they might be. It's one in the same, really. Right. Well, it- yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so let's open the show with a mom fail moment. We are here because we've all struggled as moms. And anyone who says they have it is a lie bagger. Meredith. Have you shared recently? Yeah. I feel like that's not true, but so I I have one, but it's heavy. Oh. So it's a little heavy, but um I've talked about this before, so we may as well uh chat about it. Um my youngest son Brian is on the spectrum and he has um some intense uh anger issues. And um although he is um extremely well behaved at school. He um, has a tendency to hit and scratch and kick uh, at home, and he mostly does it to his siblings. He has hit me. He has taken it out um, on me before, but um, just the other day, he um, and his older brother got in a fight, and I wasn't there, so I didn't witness it, so I don't know if the oldest was instigating or antagonizing. I'm sure some of that was going on, but Brian lost his, lost his cool, um, went into this fit of rage and scratched my oldest son so hard he drew blood. And I like, I, I was, I was, 
I had no words in that moment because it was the first time it had escalated to that point. And um, everybody knows I've talked about this as well. We have a family therapist that we see and our family therapist recently moved. And so now we have to find a new family therapist. So I first I see this happen and I feel um, automatically guilty about the situation like it was my fault. Um, then I feel guilty about the fact that I have a kid who hits and scratches and kicks at times. And then I feel guilty for my other kid who got attacked. But then I feel guilty because he probably like I had all of this guilt mm -hmm. all rolled up in one thing. Right. And then you feel embarrassment. Right. And I thought, you know what? I'll just talk about it because I know there have to be kids out there, other kids that have these anger issues and have this inability to control themselves. And my guess is that it, they take that out on their families as well. Mm. Um, and so a lot of times you'll people won't talk about it because it's embarrassing and all of this, but it's a reality of parenting a kid with special needs. Yeah. And he got so angry. And the thing is, is when he gets that angry, I don't even know if he knows what he's doing. Right. Like it turns into this rage thing for him. And so we've tried a bunch of different things, but as we were laying in bed last night, I looked at my husband and I was like, we have to like, we, we have to find a new therapist like now, like this really? week we have to get on the phone and we have to go in and we have to like sit him down and talk about this. And because logically Brian knows he shouldn't do that. But in that moment, it's like he couldn't control himself. Right. And then I carry all of this guilt for it. Right. Around that. And isn't it weird too, which isn't really specifically about what you're talking about, but like when you have more than one child, and one child hurts another one of your children, like you love them all so immensely that like you want to scream at the one for hurting your kid, but then you don't want to be too mean to the one because you love them too. And it's like, I find that all the time with me. Like it's so tough when two humans that you love so much are injuring each other, which has nothing to do with. The no, it does. Cause you do, you're feeling this contradiction and being upset with them, but loving them all at the same time. It's just like when you have to lay the hammer down and punish one of your kids. Yeah. And it's like, I love you forever, but you're pissing me off. And now you mm -hmm. gotta, you know, you're punished. And I'm going to take away all the things that you love and ruin your, you know, it's like, and it's gotta be so hard too, knowing that like maybe, you know, Brian isn't aware you know, of what exactly he's doing or the consequences of his action. So it feels like probably a little bit hard to punish him because it's like, am I punishing him for something that he can't control? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's the hard, it's been the hardest with him because literally I don't know if the kid gets it when he's doing it and the rage happens, but I, it worries me because like, what's going to happen when we hit puberty with him? Like those hormones and that rage you know what I mean? With a new influx of testosterone, it freaks me out. Right. So I feel like we better get a handle on this. So, of course, I just figured, I may as well talk about that because can't be the only one. Yeah, you're definitely but not alone. It was a rough It was a rough night last night I'm sorry after a long that. weekend of Halloween and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And my kids had two weeks off from intercession. So they just went back to school today. Wow. So it was like not how we wanted to start our next week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Anyway, all right. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, look, I let I said it was a little heavy. It's a little heavy, no, but I think it's important to talk about. I I was like deep in thought and I realized I should have been saying words to console you, but no, I I, don't. I have no experience in this field, so I'm like useless. So let's I love ahead. you and I'm sorry for what you're struggling with. Well, thank you. 
It's a safe space. I knew I could share here. Okay, good. I'm like that person who comforts you. <laughs> Do you see that meme where the lady's like sad and crying over a toilet and there's a guy and he has a broom and he's like tapping her with the broom. And he's like, they're there, like trying to make her feel bad. But he doesn't know how. I've not seen that, but I would love to see it. That's how I feel. All right. Do you want some, some hot pockets? I can I'm, make you. I don't. I'm good. Okay. What do you get when you drop a pumpkin? What? Squash. Ew. It is gourd season. I love gourds. Don't. I do. I love gourds. I love squash. Because you dropped a pumpkin yesterday. You dropped a pumpkin yesterday, Meredith? So first of all, we'll just tell a quick story before we get into this. But I didn't want to carve pumpkins. We didn't have a lot of time. Uh, The Wednesday, the day before Halloween, because um, Brian asked my husband to carve pumpkins, my husband caved and brought three freaking pumpkins home. So then we had to carve these pumpkins. And of course, I had to clean it all up, right? Because then they had to go to practice. It was dinner had to be made. It was like this whole big thing. So I'm cleaning up all the pumpkin guts that are all over the damn place. And um, I bag it all up. I bag up all the pumpkin crap and everything. And I stick it out on the table in the on the patio. And apparently I left it there all weekend. What do you mean apparently? Well, literally I did. And so I walked out yesterday to get something off the patio and I went, oh my God, what is that smell of a dead corpse? And I realized it was the pumpkin guts. I had left them out there and they had leaked all over the table and onto the floor and they just, and they were full of maggots and gnats. Meredith. And I had to go out there and like triple, quadruple bag the pumpkin guts up. And then I, I was carrying it and gagging <laughs> the entire time. And I, and I, when I got around to the front of the house, I knocked over one of the, uh, one of the pumpkins in the front of the house and it smashed into pieces. You're like, this is the worst day of my and life. I, and I was like, oh my God. So then I had to pick up all of the and all these pumpkins had like black mold on the inside because you can't carve pumpkins in Florida and leave them outside for more than a day because it's so effing hot mm. that it grows mold. So then I'm bagging up and taking a shovel and picking up all the pumpkin guts and throwing them into a bag. And it was just, and then I smelled like a corpse. I had to go take a shower. It was intense. The pumpkins were like, oh, you don't have time for us? Yeah. We'll show you. Well, yeah. And then I got mad. Then I yelled at my husband when I was done with it because I said, this was your idea. I yeah. said no pumpkins. Pumpkins. Yeah, I would have made him clean it. He wasn't here. He was golfing. Huh. Huh. Must be nice. With our child. Well. Just one. Yeah. I had two here. You didn't have the majority of the kids with you, so you don't get a pardon. <laughs> All right. So anyway. So in trending news, somebody effed up and changed the classic alphabet song, and it's so bad that I can't even read anymore was the title of this. So the alphabet song, otherwise known as the ABC song, is a classic dating back to the 1830s. Did you know that? No, that's a long time. It's one of the first Is that when numbers, I mean letters, were invented? No. Who invented letters? I'm serious. Why are you looking at me like that? The Greeks, the Grecians. Oh, you're looking at me like that because you don't know. The Grecians. You're just saying words. The Greek, the Greek alphabet, I believe, is the first alphabet that that was okay a derivative of other alphabets. So, who invented the first alphabet? The nomads. Okay, the cavemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cave drawings. This cave what? Cave drawings. You said cave drawings. 
Cave drawings. This is intense. I never thought about this before. Well, is it really the time? Do I we guess need to not. go down the road. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. So the alphabet song, otherwise known as the AB song, is a classic dating back to the 1830s. It was the first musical numbers number musical numbers children ever learn. It's also one in which is near and dear to every toddler. Um and <laughs> wait, that's wrong. It it's also <laughs> one in which nearly every toddler, mine included, adorably stumbles through the quick paced LMNOP section where they go LMNOP. 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 No, it's LMNOP. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Now like I, I know, know my ABCs. Next time, won't alphabet. you sing with me? That's the song. Thank you. Okay. Well, now I'm going to play you the new one. Are you ready? We're going to play it. And, and now we're going to let you guys hear the new version. You okay, Tiff? I'm doing great. I cannot. I, you- I cannot. That hurt. It like. Right? It threw my whole body off sync. Like right? I, have, I have vertigo. I don't understand. What was it? I was like, V doesn't. Does it go there? I'm so confused. I don't even know where V goes in the alphabet now. L M N. Ew. <laughs> you ewed at my voice. That's yeah, what you sorry. just ewed at. So, so, but, but what they're saying is. And the people who did this to the ABC song is Dream English, a children's English teaching website that aims to make educational music that is not only filled with important phrases and grammar, but it's enjoyable to listen to, debuted and updated this version of the song, um, and and popular culture is not having it. They said the reason that they changed the pacing of the song and the letter structure is because children who are learning the alphabet as a second language have a hard time with the way it is phrased in the classic, iconic 1830s version. Mm. So although I understand that there's a thought process behind this and it might be true, I hate the song. The way it's sung that way. I wonder if the people who like came up with the song, they're like, all right, bro, we got this. And then they got to the end. They're like, no, we can't fit them all in there. We got to We got to squeeze some in somewhere. And then the element Billy, he's like, yo, I got it. LMNOP. And just, you know what I mean? And you think, yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be. It could very well be. LMNOP. We'll sing it. We'll sing it right now and I don't see know how it if goes. that's necessary. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, no. Y, and Z. That's how it goes. Did you know that the ABC is the same tune as Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? I do now. Hmm. And did you know that um, there's something else? <laughs> I forget. Is it. there? If Mary had a little lamb and the itsy bitsy spider. Yeah. 
I don't wait. Think hold on. You sing ABC and I'll sing Twinkle Twinkle. Ready? Okay. Set. Go. A, twinkle B, C, Twinkle D, Little e, F, Star. How H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. That's it. I just we. I feel like. That was solid enough. We've yeah. proven our case. Do you, yeah, it's the same. Case closed. It's the same. Anyway, so I just, I think we need to leave everything the way that it ever was ever in the history of ever. And <laughs> I just think it's funny, things. but people lost their minds. Twitter exploded. Mm-hmm. This comedian did this whole thing and he's like, I don't think I can read anymore. I've become illiterate. The song has ruined me. It's ruining all of our children. And it's like, I don't think it's that intense by any stretch, yeah. but I do think it was a terrible New version of the song. Plus, it's adorable when Leave the kids the are, are like, Alapadapi. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. What word did your kid say that was so wrong, but you loved it because it sounded so cute? Every every parent's got a word their kid says. Um, Can you think of one? Yeah. Chloe, I mean, Mike, I think my Caden had a speech impediment for a long time, so nothing sounded like anything. But Chloe, still to this day, she tries to say carpet. And she, but she calls it a poppet a for pop some it. reason. She's like, "Mommy, watch me twirl on the poppet," and I'm like, "Oh my god, so that is up. cute." Yeah. Um. Uh. I don't remember which kid because it's old now. He he used to say ambulance. Who said ambulance? Was it Sophia? Yeah. Do you hear that, Mama? It's an ambulance, and I'm like, "Is it though?" It's a Pischetti. Yeah, they'll say that's classic. Aminal. Um, we told Brian that he had luscious locks of hair and he goes, they are voluptuous or voluscious, voluscious. <laughs> and I was cute. like, oh yes, they're voluscious. So the kids, yeah, kids are cute. Mm. I mean, some kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> All of them. I've met some. <laughs> Mine included, who have not been so cute. No. Mine are cute it. though. Yeah. All right. Marote. Right? Marote instead right? of remote. Yeah, yours are cute. I feel like you're... No, they are being dismissive because no, you don't your believe kids are it. Cute. Okay, they're still kids. They are annoying and mine. Well, everybody's no. Mine, mine are too. sweet angels no. sent here from Jesus's loins. Oh, I don't wow. Know. Where'd that... we go there? But can I just tell you that Chloe, Chloe's grandma takes her to church every Sunday. Yeah, and so like she's definitely I'm going to hell, and like the kids are safe. So, but good, yeah. Um, we were at a karaoke party for Aubrey's friend, and Chloe tagged along, and like it was a, Chloe got up on stage, and like demanded the dude play Jesus Loves Me, oh, and just sang it in front of everyone by herself, and like some of the people were cringing because you know it's 2019, and they're like, mm, how's this gonna go over? We don't know. Um, as soon as it started playing. But it was so cute. She just sang and everybody ch- cheered and it was Did really you record sweet. it? Yeah. Oh, I want to see it. Like right now? Or? Well, not on okay. the podcast, like later on. Okay. Just as a friend. Okay. I <laughs> wouldn't go that far. Oh, here we go. All right. All right. Now, how so, do we segue into this next? We got to. But this is a, this ends up being a really great story, and okay. that's the reason that I wanted to talk about it. So once again, last month October is was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. For whatever reason, we didn't get this story squeezed in, but I thought it was important to chat about it. A reporter was diagnosed with breast cancer after live streaming her first mammogram. Um, Did she find out during the live stream? No, but during the live. Okay, so sorry. You want to read the intro? Sure. <clears throat> A year ago, at the age of 40, local Oklahoma City news reporter Allie Meyer decided to live stream her first ever mammogram on Facebook. 
the mother of four and Emmy award-winning journalist's greatest hope was to raise breast cancer awareness with her followers, encouraging them to schedule their own screenings. What she didn't realize was that she would be sharing her breast cancer diagnosis with all of them. So she decides that she she went in for her mammogram simply because she was 40, right? She didn't have any lumps, no pain, no issues, nothing. She was just scheduling this as part of a preemptive care, right? Mm. So she goes in. She decides to live stream it. While she's um, live streaming it, though, the, the radiologist in there was like, you're going to need to go outside and take a seat because we found some suspicious things on your mammogram. So she stops the live stream, right? She goes and she waits. When they come back to her, they're like, we we need to schedule you immediately for a biopsy. You need to go talk with your doctor. What? There was some calcification in what looks to be the ductal tissue of your breast. And um, she ended up being diagnosed with um, non-invasive ductal breast cancer. It was a very early stage of cancer and it's, and it was easily treated or can be easily treated so that they can have a full recovery. However, um, it's hard to detect without a mammogram because you don't have lumps or bumps or things like that. So she ends up going on and sharing all of this information and the process. She goes in, she had to have a full, um, her, her right, breast fully um, removed. She had to have a mastectomy on the right side. Um, She shared the entire thing, took her followers along the entire journey, um, and she was just trying to raise awareness for breast cancer and ended up being diagnosed with breast cancer through this process. So I thought it was a really good reminder. Like we don't just talk about breast cancer during October. Each and every month you should be checking and doing a self-exam. Uh, You should do the exam, and I don't want to screw this up, but it's around your time of the month. Either it's just before or just after is the best time, but Google that and figure it out. But there is a good time to do it each month. No, like, why are you laughing at me? It's a legitimate thing. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Who's laughing? Dave is laughing at me. Um, But there is a, like, I think it's, I think it's right after, but um, we need to Google that to be sure. But I check mine every month in the shower. Um, just make sure you're checking them at the right time is the point. Go and get your mammograms. Um, make sure to go and get your yearly checkups at the gynecologist. Um, I've already had a mammogram because I found, actually, I didn't find the lump. My husband found it. He did during the sexual intercourse. Um, whoa, how did that go? Like, yeah, baby, you like the, oh, wait. It, it kind of put a damper on the mood, but he did find a lump while we were screwed. Never mind. Wow. I was going to say screwing around, but then I just said sex. And so then I was like, this is. So did you get super paranoid and like roll out of bed and go? No, we finished, but I then got a little paranoid about it. And I was like, well, I'll go and and get checked. But I have fibrocystic breast disease, which is basically just lumpy tissue. So I went in and even though I was early for my mammogram, because 40 is when you usually start, I went and had it done and, and it was a cyst. So I had a, a ultrasound as well, and they found it, and it was just a cyst. But um, I always check because I'm so lumpy. So yeah, so just check. I'm just saying, check yeah. your boobs. Yeah, you know, just check. I love that. Check your boobs. Be be uh, you know on alert. I mean, look at this woman. Thank God they were able to detect it, get it, um, get it taken care of and move forward. But she had a massive ordeal, right? She was diagnosed with breast cancer, but was brave 
um, and strong and shared it, which I think is great because she's, she hopefully tons of women scheduled their mammograms because of her. Yeah. It makes me want to schedule one. Just us talking about it. Well, and here's the thing. If you, what I would do is schedule, if you are not, if you are under 40, I would make sure you're doing your annual appointments and ask your doctor when you think, when they think it's time for you to start getting a mammogram because everybody's different. Um, but yeah, schedule your OBGYN checkups and if it's time for your mammogram, schedule your mammograms and they make it easy these days. They've got mobile mammograms. Um, they, they, even without insurance, uh, we have one in town where even if you don't have insurance, you can be seen and they charge you a very little, it's like 45 or 50 bucks to get a mammogram. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. It's just, they're just trying to be, you know, proactive. Dude, I went to get my mammogram and it was so awkward because the girl who was doing it knew who I was. My sister worked at the office. Oh, yeah. And so the whole time she's squeezing my boob, she's like, I just love your videos. Oh, that is weird. And yeah. I'm like, can we can we not do this? Yeah, that happened to me. Well, my, um, my big National Geographic boobs are <laughs> flopping around the office. Can we? I hold off. Yeah. When I was, when I was super, super sick getting my gallbladder removed, I had literally just shit my pants in the bathroom. <laughs> Remember I told you that story a couple times ago on the podcast yep. and I, after shitting myself, I had to go in for an ultrasound and the chick was like ultrasounding me and she's like, I just love your videos. They're so great. And she's like, like, you know, and I'm like wondering if she can smell that I just shit my pants. And it was super awkward, but I'm just being honest because, you know, that's how I roll. Wow. What a, what a, you know, this kind of makes you think, you know, people are put in certain places at certain times for certain reasons. And I feel like it was no coincidence that this woman decided to live stream it. Yeah. No, I don't think so at all. That's incredible. Yeah. I think, I think it's fantastic. So, uh, I'm not saying everybody should go out and live stream their mammograms. I'm just saying you should go and get them. Okay. What? I, I, no, I was going to make a joke and it was super inappropriate. So I decided not to. I'm just saying, I don't think you have to. Do, I think that, that there was, you're right. There was a reason that she did that. And I think it did raise awareness. And I hope lots of people scheduled as a result. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's great. I'm yeah. glad you included this. I had no idea. And now I want to go like stalk this lady. Yeah. Well, it was, I, I'm, I'm happy that Let, she's. Doing let's well. get her on the podcast, dude. We could try. We can reach out. I think it's a great. Dave, let's try to get her on the podcast. Okay, we got the thumbs up from the producer in the booth. Okay. All right. In so. love and marriage, is my house haunted? <laughs> Just can't get over this. Listen, I didn't I love know where it. else to put it. I love it. I'm excited. Right. So is my house haunted? Paranormal investigators are going to give you five signs that you have a ghost in your house. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't even want to know. because Tell I- me if these things have happened in your home. All right. Number one, your belongings move or go missing. Ghost or children. Mm. Keys and jewelry are easily overlooked when people are tired in a rush. But if an item moves location right in front of your eyes, you might have a ghost. Well, I'd say. (laughs) We call these spirits tricksters, they said. They're usually not evil, just mischievous. So on the show, this show that that they're taking these paranormal things from, you see like cabinets opening and closing, like cups sliding across a table, like le- like legitimate things moving. And I always wonder if they're doctoring this footage. Yeah, of course. But um, 
my mom swears that she um that her house was haunted when she was growing up and that um that was an evil spirit it came and it moved the s um that that uh when she was a kid uh mm-hmm. a evil spirit haunted their house and it picked up their hamster cage and it threw it across the room okay that's what, what she, that's what my mom said your mom yeah yeah. Picked up a hamster cage. The evil spirit did. And threw it across the room. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So if your belongings move or go missing, you might have a ghost. Okay. Okay. Thanks number, for the advice. Number two. You hear unidentifiable noises. Where are you at? Right here at number two. Oh, you skipped a bunch, but No, that these are just these are just um kids communicating with someone. Where? Right here in the middle. Kids are creative, but if a child in your home appears to be communicating with someone and you've ruled out an imaginary friend, a ghost may be trying to connect. <gasps> Heinzen says young children are susceptible to the spiritual because of their anything is possible mindset. Dude. when Okay. When children are involved in an investigation, Heinzen partners with a psychic medium, which is a person with the ability to predict the past, present, and future, plus stepping up. Yeah. Okay. So... I used to be afraid of that all the time when I was little. My kids, you know, when babies are like, and they just look around. I was always so hopeful. I'm like, is it your grandma? Who do you see? Is it Gramps? Ask them. Like, I I really wanted it to be that. But I didn't know if it was just because their heads weren't, didn't have bones formed yet or what. But you know what I'm talking about? You know how their eyes wander? Uh-huh. Whatever, dude. No, you don't. But I do, but that's you thought they were communicating with ghosts? I was hoping that like it was like my mom and dad were uh, there. Okay. All right. So but they do say that kids can be contacted by these spirits. There's a bunch of stories out about kids going to their mom and being like, Grandma was standing by my bed last night and the mom's like, Grandma died three years ago. You know? But grandma came back to tell a little story. A little night night story. Yeah. Yeah, that, but they say that children are very, what is it, perceptive? Is that the right word, to ghosts? Signs that a child has formed an otherworldly friendship is if she or he is asking uncharacteristically mature questions or holds specific knowledge about the home, such as past occupants that is otherwise Ew, that gave me the chills. Ew. Ew. Back in 87 when the Smiths lived here. Yeah. Yikes. Could you imagine? No. If your kid, if your kid came up to you and was like, Barbara said to get out of the kitchen. I think I'd lose it. For sale. Yeah. Okay. Then the next one was you hear unidentifiable noises. Ghosts that bang and clank about are usually known as poltergeists. These loud spirits who tap, knock, or slam doors get their name from Germany. The verb poltern is to knock and geist is German for spirit. The name translates to a noisy, usually mischievous ghost that is held responsible for unexplained noises. Um, They like to communicate in this way just to let them know that they're there. Once they get whatever is off their chest, the activity usually stops. So they were just like, I feel better. I guess they're just pissed off. They're dead and pissed off and they don't know what to do. So they slam doors. Sounds like my nine year old. Okay. Same Um, with the next one. Yeah, there's an unexplainable bad odor. (laughs) Um, Usually in my house, it's either poop or apparently pumpkin guts that I've left for a week on the back porch. 
uh, dark entities, those that are negative or demonic in nature, emit a foul odor similar to rotten eggs or meat. I don't like it. <gasps> Ruling out stinky trash or a medical condition. Oh my God, what medical condition makes you smell like rotten eggs? There's probably some. Phantosmia, which causes a person to smell burning or chemical scents. A decaying scent could signify an evil presence. I feel very unsettled. Ooh. To cast out the dark energy, you must call for backup. I should have brought my sage. This is crazy. A demonologist needs to come to your home if you have an unexplainable smell of death. You know what? I feel like the police should come to your home if you have an What are the police going to do? What? There might be a body somewhere. Thank you. Okay, Dave just gave me some you. crystals. There's some crystals for you. Thank you. This one is work. Oh, you could also have your house exercised if that's the case. Do you ever think, though, that sometimes these people are scamming because they know that you're desperate and scared and they tell you? You know what I mean? I'm sure there are. I'm sure there I'm sure there are, but I'm sure there are definitely people who want to help and I don't know that I don't know that anybody knows how to really exercise a demon. I guess a priest, I don't know. A demon? Um, Did a you demon. add a d on the a end? A demon. A previous death has occurred in the home. A home with history does not necessarily mean it's haunted, but if the aforementioned activity is occurring, the spirit of a previous occupant could be responsible. Souls can linger in a home due to confusion, whether or not the person died of natural causes or by murder. If the death occurred abruptly or a person didn't get to say goodbye to loved ones, the soul may be confused and won't move on. Hmm. That's sad. Um, did you know that in 1991, the appellate division of the Supreme Court in Manhattan allowed a prospective home buyer to recoup their $650,000 down payment after losing that the home they were getting ready to purchase was allegedly teeming with ghosts? Really? The court gave them their money back and said, it's cool. You don't have to live in the haunted house. Oh, by the way, though, what kind of house are you buying if your down payment is $650,000? Girl. That's a mansion. Okay. That's crazy. That mansion was haunted. That's a haunted mansion. Isn't it a rule that if somebody passes away in a home, the real estate uh, person by law has to like tell you? I don't know if that's the, the case in every state, but I have heard that if a violent crime occurred in the home, the, the agency has to give you that information. Yeah. But I don't know if it's everywhere. Right. But that would I think that'd be enough to get me to not buy a house. To not buy a house? Right. There was a murder here. All right, we're going to keep driving, Susan. Show me another property. (laughs) I don't think I'm stopping. We're going to keep driving, Susan. I I don't think I'm going to stop. Yeah, so I don't know if that was five. Apparently, I can't count. Well, they're not numbered. Yeah. It's just a butt ton of paragraphs. So check your, has a previous death occurred in your home? Is there an unexplainable bad odor of demon death? Do your belongings move or go missing? Are your kids talking to ghosts? And do you hear unidentifiable noises? That's all five. Yeah. All of which could mean either there is a presence in your home or you're married with children. Yeah, that's true. explain the moving of the things, the odors, doors banging. Yep. Kids talking to imaginary friends or dead grandma. This... (laughs) Only thing that doesn't explain is a murder in your house. So don't, like... Yeah, stay away from murder houses. <sighs> That's scary, though, right? Yeah. I thought you would have enjoyed this topic more. I did. I did, but I just opened. 
some Halloween haunted, allegedly mystery boxes. And now I'm so paranoid that there's something lurking behind, like I didn't sage well enough or I didn't get rid of all of it. So I have this underlying paranoia. So now just reading this is like reiterating because I'm constantly thinking I'm seeing things out of the corner of my eye. Oh, Lord. Like I've totally freaked myself out. So after you opened the box, you went around the house and saged the house? Yeah, I put everything in the garbage in a bag and I put holy water on the bag and I salted outside Where the back did you get door. The holy water? It was sent to me in one of the bags in case the, the clown dolls started acting up. Whatever. Anyway, did you not watch my video, bad friend? I didn't see this video. Okay. It did not come through my feed, but I will go back and watch it, obviously, now. <laughs> well, my I freaking took extreme measures to make sure that like we were safe. And then my husband went out into the garbage can outside, got the dolls out, and put them in the back seat of my car. Oh, so that when I went to a meeting and I went to look in the rearview mirror, it was staring at me. Yeah. Did you freak out? Yeah, I did. And I cussed him out and I was like, it's not even funny. Like I put holy water and created a barrier and now you just opened up the portal for the demons. And now they're in my car. (gasps) That's probably why your window flap thingy broke. (sighs) I'm just saying I will kill him. Okay. And he doesn't understand. He thinks it's hilarious. But, like, he's not, like, filming my reaction or anything. He's just doing it to be a D-I-C-K. Like, he's genuinely... That word spells dick, people. For those of you who couldn't sing the ABC song because it was so screwed up, it was D-I-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's about that time. Yeah. To read the next line. Yes, it is. <laughs> Join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. <laughs> Love you guys so much. <laughs> Ew. Bye. Stop. <laughs>